chapter 3 verse 1 I want to remind you that Easter's coming please take one of these invitations and send it to somebody who you uh, feel just needs to be encouraged or needs to give their lives to Christ and I'm really excited about this Easter so these invitations are in the back or you could just send it electronically uh, pull it off of the screen at on our website. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, 2, 8, and 11, reading from the English Standard Version. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, some religious came to leaders, some religious leaders came to Jesus and they asked him, well, you know, what does re this repentance look like? And uh, some were saying, how, why should I repent? Some were asking, how should I repent? What does it look like? And John responds, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. In other words, it's not enough to repent, but you need to bear the fruit, bear the results. Show me your repentance. And then he, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance. And we're having a baptism next Sunday, and that's going to signify again that the person has repented in their hearts and given their lives to Jesus. Again, he says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I am. His sandals I'm not even worthy of carrying. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, though I am baptizing you with water. So he's going to give you a different baptism than I am. Can you say it with me? God's doing a new thing. So John again is saying, I'm going to baptize you with water. But this, and, and, and you're enjoying what's happening now, and you're seeing the power, but there's a new thing coming, and it's going to be done by a new person, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I want to speak to you on the subject, where, where's the fruit? Where's the fruit? How many of you are old enough to remember that old Wendy's commercial? Okay. If you can say that, that means you're older. So John the Baptist comes on the scene, and in Matthew chapter 1, his, his main sermon, as you Matthew chapter 3 right here, his main sermon is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in other words, and I love this translation 
because other translations says the kingdom of God is near. And near is really, you, what does near mean? Okay, near can mean, uh, uh, near can mean from here to the door, or near can mean from here to uh, Central Square. Uh, so I like the King James Version and the ESV Version because it says the kingdom of God is at hand, which means that it is within your reach. It, it, you can reach. You need to stretch, but you can reach. We are going, we're traveling through this book, and if you don't have it, you can get it on, at Amazon called Reset, and it's 20 Ways to a Consistent Prayer Life. And as you're going through this book, we're, we're doing one day a day or one chapter a day. Yesterday was on repentance. Today is on cleansing. And the hope is, is that as you travel through this book, not only will it reset your prayer life, but I really believe that God wants to reset our lives. Most of us, if we had, if we had uh, in our uh, cell phones, we'll discover that if the cell phone is really messed up and, and, and almost beyond uh, uh, repair with the sense of it not operating the way it should, they finally said, well, the last hope is that you press the button and it will bring your whole, all your data, everything you have back to factory setting. And that is painful because that means you've got to load back up your contacts and your apps. And so that's a lot. It takes work now to go from there, but at least your phone is operating right. And what God is saying is that in this season, he is going to reset you back to factory settings. That is, that is Eden, Garden of Eden settings before the fall. And that's going to be painful because we have a lot of learned sin in our lives. Are you with me so far? How many of you like steak? How many of you like steak? Raise your hand. This is not a deep question. Okay, good. Okay, okay, good. We'll get back to that. So first of all, I want to change your mindset of what repentance is. The word repent in the Greek is this. It means to change one's mind, to think differently, or to reconsider. To change your mind, to think differently, or to reconsider. So John says, when he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he says, you need to think differently. You need to think differently. Why? Because, because this guy who's coming is going to do a different baptism. And if you're not willing to think differently, you're going to miss your opportunity. There's an opportunity coming, and if you don't think differently, you're going to miss it. Uh, yesterday at the Ignite uh, conference, my, my sister-in-law, Daisy, uh, is, uh, Lady Common and Alanita's sister, uh, and their husband was there. And I remember how they first got together, and, the, and we, I would say many times, hey, why don't you consider Curtis? And she will say, oh, he's just a good friend. He's my best friend. And so the more we talked, eventually as time went on, she thought differently of him. And then she was praying for her husband. Oh, God, give me a husband. Didn't even know that she'd been hanging out with her husband for five years. My goodness. I know some of you are looking around like now. <laughs> what did I miss? 
John chapter 1, verse 29 to 32. It's not in the scriptures there. It's not in the notes. But John gives his account of what's happening here in Matthew chapter 3. Everybody with me so far? This is John's account. So John's writing. Let me give you some more details of what happened. It says the next day, John. So after he's saying, hey, somebody's coming. Are you with me? Everybody with me? The next, he says, it says the next day, John chapter 1 verse 29, NIV, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, verse 30, he is the one I was talking about when I said a man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed before me. And then the next verse 31 says, I did not recognize him. I didn't recognize him as a Messiah, but I have been baptized with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. Okay, tone is so much. See, this is the way we read this. This is how we read this. We read it this way. Then the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Um, verse 21, I didn't even recognize him. No, the first way I said it, he said, look, oh my goodness. Why is he shocked? What did you say? It's his cousin. See, other translations are saying, I didn't know him. No, it's his cousin. It's his cousin. Now, Lisa and Jess, Lisa and Vanessa are six months and six, no, six months to the day apart. Lisa's born June 19th. Vanessa's born, my daughter, December 19th. Six months apart. Do you think they know each other? Jesus and John, or John and Jesus. John is six months older than Jesus. They're hanging and out. They're probably having a good time. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes, and he says, oh, my goodness. No. No. God opens his eyes, and he says, this isn't just your cousin. He's the dude that your whole life, that gives your whole life purpose. The only reason you're here, your whole ministry, your whole life was prepared for your cousin. Why did you tell me that before? If I told you that before. <laughs> Turn your name and say, neighbor, you can't handle the truth. See, 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 there's just some things that God says, I can't tell you that. Repent. You see, repentance is a gift from God. It, it is a gift from God, right? Because John 6 verse 44 says, no man can come to Jesus unless the Father brings him. 
You, you cannot even recognize the things of God without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. So the scripture says, blessed are they, blessed are they who have a pure heart because they shall see God. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. So in other words, you can't repent. You can't even change the way you think about the things of God unless God gifts you with repentance. In other words, when he gives you the gift, if what, he'll give you the gift of a changed mind, but you've got to decide, will you, will you accept the change? So God can say, hey, this is your cousin, but you can say, I will not accept that. Oh, this is heavy. This is heavy. Oh, my goodness. Have mercy. Why do we need this gift of repentance? Why do we need this gift from God uh, of, of, of a changed heart? Because he says in Je Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 to 10, the heart is deceitful above all things. Above anything else, your heart will deceive you. That's why some of you thought you were in love 18 times. Just look straight. Just look straight. No, yo, dude, this is really, really the one. You're like, man. This kind of, I know, this, this is kind of painful, so let me just look at the clock. Your heart is deceitful above all things. You cannot trust your heart. It is desperate. So God says in verse 10 of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10, he says, I test your heart. I'm not prejudiced. I love all, some of my best friends are white. And then God says, okay, my will is for your daughter's husband to be white. Might be a true story. And so now we'll, we'll really find out. Mm. Some of you ain't saying amen. Like, I don't like this speech. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I ain't trying to feel this. Okay. So Matthew uh, 13 verse five, Jesus says, for this people's heart has grown dull and their ears, they can barely ear, hear. Again, these people's heart has grown dull. And with their ears, they can barely hear. Okay, and he says, he goes on and says, lest they should uh, see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn and be blessed. So in other words, their hearts are dull, but if I can help them, uh, they, they will understand with their hearts, and they will turn. They'll understand with their hearts, and they will turn. Okay, please bear with me. Just give me five more minutes, Sunday school kids. And so, now, James says that, Peter says this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. He says this. Remember, he talks about dull hearts, right? Say dull hearts. Say, say. God says your heart's dull, and, and he says, I want you to understand, but your heart's dull. I want you to understand, but your heart's dull. I want you to understand, but your heart's dull. Now, Jesus says, not Jesus, Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, he says, he says, uh, uh, Milk, the milk of the word is for babes, right? Okay, desire the milk of the word. It, consi it considers the word milk and milk the word, but it's for babes. And he wants babes to grow up to have what? Eat meat, right? Strong meat. Are you with me so far? Uh, and so uh, I'm rushing here because I want to make sure the, the, the kids get this before I, I leave. 
before they leave, uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, it says, strong meat, are you with me? Strong meat, this is the King James Version, strong meat belongs to them who are of full age by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. So, in other words, strong meat, strong meat helps, is, is, a, is a proof that people, the, the ability to consume strong meat will show that you're mature. It's not the meat that shows that you're mature. It's the ability to consume the meat. Are you with me? The ability to consume the meat. So, uh, David, we're going to have to rush here a little bit quickly. Uh, so, no, you, you can sit there. Okay, I'll be careful. But there's two knives, okay? I'm not a deep guy. Two knives, okay? So, two knives. I know some of you parents, you're like, you should hold the knife like this. Okay, help me out here, okay? So, two knives, okay? Now, you, you said you like steak. You like steak. So, if you were going to have a steak, which knife would you use? Would you use this knife or would you use this knife? Okay, I'm not a deep guy. You would use this one. Why would you use this one on my right hand, which has the jagged edges? It's going to cut the meat much easier. It's going to cut the meat much easier than this. Are you with me? Are you with me? It's going to cut the meat much easier. And so what the Lord is saying is that in order for you to repent, you need to be able to change your mind, to change the way you think. Are you with me? And so Proverbs 23, verse 7, and the King James Version says, as a man thinks in his what? Heart, that's who he is. So God said, Jesus says, the reason why you can't accept the truth is because you have a dull heart. I'm trying to give you meat, but your heart is dull. That's why it's taking you eight months to eat the meat, because your heart is dull. But if your heart was shocked with repentance, you could finish that meal in an hour. But instead, it's taking you a year. Turn your name and say, you have a dull heart. Let me give you a quick story of repentance. I know I see them. Go. Oh, there's no Sunday school. Just children's choir. Okay. Ooh. Okay, let me, let me run. <laughs> Children's choir, you may be released. They're like, ah, oh, shucks. So. So let's get back to my own personal example. So now the Lord is working on me with my possible son-in-law who could be Caucasian. Are you with me? I mean, it's probably looking like 95%. Now, the Lord is saying to me, and I don't have a problem, but I'm just saying. Now, I can either digest him, di digest this situation very quickly.
Okay. I can either digest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart. There's a table in your heart. And it's you. And God, God is like, look, you got, you got your choice. Is your heart dull? So even, even, you know, a year and a half later, I'm still wrestling and dealing with this, still trying to digest this, or you can just have your heart sharp and get it over with. So God is going to test some of you with how can you digest what I'm giving? Are you, do you have the ability to change the way you think towards what I am serving? She gave me permission to share this, so I want to share Tara Edelshek's story. For those of you who don't know who Tara is, I think I put a picture up there, but if you don't know, she's sitting right there in the back. So, and I'm going to help you here. You don't, you're not going to like this, but if you want to change, you'll thank me later. I said later, as in maybe, it may be a lot later, but it will be later. You're not going to thank me now. In fact, you probably will not like me, but in the final analysis, you'll say, you write, I just didn't want to hear it. Okay, But I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle uh, uh, the fact that you're still trying to digest what I said uh, with a butter knife, but that's okay. Um, so Tara, um, at the beginning of the year, she sends this email out to about, about um, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 20 people. And... She says that the Lord basically was dealing with her about her health, whether it's spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, her health. And, and this year she wants to make some strides in her walk with God. Are you following so far? Uh, which, which is brilliant because many of you make, you want to make these commitments to grow, but you don't have what I call a reach team. A reach team. What's a reach team? A reach team is people who God has placed around you to help you to reach your goals and objectives. Because they're going to hold you accountable. It's quiet in here. And, and some of us don't want to hear that. Okay, we, we, have, we have these stated goals in our hearts. That way, if it doesn't happen, we're not held up accountable. But that's a lie from the devil anyways, because we're going to be held accountable for everything that God tells us to do. The safest thing to do is to have a reach team, to, to have people in your life who's going, who, 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 when you're trying to reach something, when you're trying to reach something, a reach team will pull you and say, no, you need to do this. Okay. So she, I was part of the reach team and, and. At the end of March, which was last week, um, I, I started thinking, you know what? I wonder how Tara's doing with these objectives that she has. So I, I text her and emailed her and said, hey, Tara, uh, 
I know you asked me at the beginning of the year. This is the third, first quarter, three months. Hey, let's talk. Let's go out to lunch and, and tell me how it's going. So we went out to lunch and we had a discussion. It was in, it, it was interesting. Um, she, she, um, and so, so those of us who know, know Tara, we've seen, you know, some wonderful physical changes. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Okay, give, give, give us some encouragement. Okay. 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 And if you don't know, you don't have to know, but it's, it's been marvelous. And, and so she told me, she told, we were talking, and she told me that you know, over a year ago, uh, she was taken to the hospital. And, um, and I do remember going to uh, the hospital to, to visit her. And, and it was, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't a good situation. It wasn't like life or death, but it, it wasn't good either. And she told me that uh, 15 years ago, her, her husband's boss told her, Ask her, been begging and pleading with her to go to the gym to work out. And she said, nah, I'm not going. Nah, I'm not going. And then, of course, at the hospital, you know, they told her her levels are all off and crazy and, and not in good health. And so after that health scare, um, she decided that she would take her friend up on the invitation and go to the gym. And as soon as she went to the gym, she hated it. She hated it. Now I'm going to read it. And, and, and why did she hate it? Because she felt, because she felt, are you with me? She thought in her heart. And this is her quote, why use all this money for what I consider to be a luxury when I could use that money for God to help people who are homeless? That sounds good, doesn't it? Let me read that again. That sounds so, that sounds so spiritual. I'm not joining the gym for all that money. Because I feel in my heart, why use all that money? As a, for what I consider to be a luxury, when I can use that money to help people who are homeless for God. Oh, that sounds so spiritual. What did I say? The heart is what? Above. How many of you have used spiritual, you're laughing already, spiritual reasoning to really have your own way? I love this. This is what God's response was to her. I love Tara. First of all, God says, that's not true. Really what God is saying, you're lying. But th that's not true. OK? 
Okay. If you weren't at the gym, you wouldn't be helping the homeless. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. You'd be watching Netflix. I love God. <laughs> he just cut to the chase. <laughs> and then these were the tough. This is, this is what caused repentance. And use you to help anyone if you're dead. Now let's suppose she didn't repent. And let's suppose the end of this year, Tara passes away and we're all devastated. Her husband is devastated. Her two sons are devastated. And as years go on, her two sons marry these wonderful women of God she has the, her two sons have tremendous, wonderful children, and all they keep saying is, "I wish she had an opportunity to meet your grandmother." She's going to have to give an account for that. And we can sit there saying, "Oh well, you know, oh, heaven wanted another voice in the choir and all this other nonsense." <laughs> but the bottom line is that she didn't repent. God said, think differently, and she refused. God is doing something right now that is right in front of you, and the question is, are you willing to think differently to get a hold of what God has for you? Beginning of the year, the Lord spoke to me. Can I, I'm going to talk about me, and then we're going to pray. Let's pause right here. One more time. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I believe the, if, if I was Jesus and I was trying to start a worldwide religious mo movement, I would have chosen 12 religious leaders and not fishermen. But I believe Jesus' attitude is, is that although these religious leaders want meat, because their hearts are dull, by time they get by the time they're in a place to digest what I'm doing, it's going to be three years. And I'm on a timing pattern. And at least though these fishermen can't get it mentally, at least I know they have sharp hearts that will say, Jesus, I don't get it. Help me to understand and I will obey. One of, the, one of the tricks that the devil uses, particularly with those of us who have been Christians a long time, we think that because we know a whole lot of the word that we're mature. 
The maturity is not what you know. The maturity is in what you're living. Ain't nobody care how many scriptures you can quote if you're not producing fruit of a changed mind. And so the person that we're looking at as rebellious and they don't want to hear the word, the attitude is, I don't want to hear the word from you because you know the word, but you haven't digested it because I don't see any fruit. I don't see any fruit. The fruit of the spirit is love. I don't see you in love. Bible says, speak the truth in love and you always rough with me. So why should I hear what you have to say? But I'm in the word. Isn't it interesting that we want people to digest us, but we don't want to digest other people. And I believe God has put some people in your life to sharpen up your heart because it's going to take a whole lot to digest them. Turn your name and say, he's talking about you. You may be next to your spouse right now and, you know, been trying trying to digest for 10 years, but that's all right. The Lord's trying to help you. Lord has been speaking to me for years, for years, about not spending as much time at the church as I do, years. And my mindset, because I worked at a nine to five, is like, if you don't work, people don't see me there all the time, then their attitude is, what's he doing? Are you following me? I remember one pastor drove by and they said, I always see your car there. Why are you always there? And I'm like, because I'm doing the work of the Lord. That's a lie. It was a lie. And I'm not saying I am lying. I, I believe the lie that basically said I have to show people that I'm working. Are you with me? And the Lord was, he, he's like, who are, you, are you working for the people? Or are you working for me? But again, it's, it was my mindset. So at the beginning of the year, the Lord told me, I want you, if the year rests, I want you to give up your office. And with all this growth, we're you know, trying to figure out where to put people. And God said, I want you to give up your office. And I was like, but then, and he's like, I want you. See, again, again, strong meat. But for years, I'm trying to cut what God says with a butter knife. So this year, right after my, I think it was right after my birthday, I said, my birthday present to you, God. So me and Lady Carmen, we came in, and we just cleared out my office. And you may say, well, how's that working for you? I'm, I'm, I'm. (laughs) Now, watch this now. God would rather I obey him 
and struggle with the obedience than to struggle with obedience and disobey him. See, many of you are waiting for, well, if it's truly the Lord, I'll be at peace with the struggle and then I'll obey. And God's attitude is you obey and then you're going to see the fruit of your obedience. And it's released a lot of things in our church. And I'm not quite sure where God is going to take this, but I'm saying to you right now that in this season of reset, God is expecting to see fruit. Every year we do these consecrations. And I had a young person say this with me. I said, how, how do you think consecration is going? They said, this is wonderful, but Bishop, every year we do this and we come out gangbusters and then we reset back to our normal behavior. I want you to ask the person next to you. Simple question. Say neighbor. What's going to make this year different? 